You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round eight, part two. This episode is brought to you by Training by Yourself, a Josie Altador production. Uh, oh, wait, no, no, no. Uh, actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss. And tonight I'm joined by our co host, Ashley Savage. Uh, Blaine is not with us tonight. He is out vacationing with his family. Uh, but we'd also like to welcome our very special guest, Andrea Nakamura, who also goes by Ashley's couple friend, if you've listened to the show. So <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. How are you all doing tonight? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> I get the answer first because Blaine's not here. Nope. Nope. That's, that is. That's that's it. Sorry. Uh, no, uh, Andrea, thank you so much for joining us. I know that Ashley has mentioned you and your husband, her couple friends, mysteriously a couple of times. Uh, so, Ashley, I will let you do the official introductions. And then Andrea, you can uh, give us a little bit about your fantasy success that you've had so far this season. Yeah, Andrea's husband, my husband, and, and she and I have been playing in a head-to-head league and suffer a couple of years just for bragging rights because it's only the four of us um and our we kind of like to compare and contrast the crazy things our husbands do and then tell each other when they work and we should copy them later um andrea is my favorite sounding board when it comes to fantasy because she's always better than me um right now she's 45th and already clinched champions league and has nothing to care about anymore right basically um and so it's just so fun to play with the four of us and so i'm so happy that i finally convinced her to come on the pod yeah well thanks for having me yeah it's always it's, it's a lot of fun playing with with them and our husbands would be great for differential picks they <laughs> they come up with the craziest ideas <laughs> not convinced on me maybe we should uh let let them co-write that that article with blaine to, to get some crazy picks and <laughs> And uh, and really see maybe they should just do all differential picks a few weeks in a row and see what their scores they turn do. out being. Oh, they, they do. That's just okay. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. That's, that's all it usually is. Well, I am so excited to have you with us tonight, Andrea, and uh, so excited for you to to be here during this, uh, especially because it's just a weird episode. For those of you who joined us last week, uh, thank you so much for for joining us because this has been a strange week round time for for fantasy round eight has spanned two weeks last week we had one game which was sporting kansas city versus austin uh, which was a one one draw but definitely had some good fantasy potential right there uh skyler redpath uh, who is writing the picks articles for fantasy at DraftKicks on twitter posted his results so far and he went all in with with a six double game week players three from each team there and had some some pretty good results i know blaine had a little little sprinkling of these players i did not go as far in uh, but there was still a lot of good point potential we're not going to review that one game it may come up during our conversations tonight but we're not going to review one game we're also not going to review round seven again tonight if you'd like to hear our fantasy takeaways from round seven go ahead and go to the previous youtube broadcast or the previous podcast on soundcloud or whatever favorite podcasting service you use uh, and just check out the beginning of that 
Uh, actually, I lied. You have to go to the YouTube one because I cut it out of the the podcast because it, it was epically long for a show that I thought would be super short. Uh, so go to the YouTube stream if you want to see our round seven review. This week, we're just going to focus on sort of our housekeeping section so we can touch on the international call-ups that are still going to impact the end of this week for, for round eight and also just go straight into our picks. So uh, I'm assuming it's going to be a short episode, but last week I thought it was going to be a short episode and that was like actual time was almost two hours. It was like an hour and 45 minutes. It was crazy. Yeah. It was absolutely crazy, but uh, it was fun. We had one, we had one Star Wars. We talked for an hour and 45 minutes and if you were like the Star Wars episode, like it's, I mean, it was. Uh, that's, that's what, what I remember it as. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's what it was, but no. So that's the plan for tonight. And so thank you so much everyone for here, for being here with us. So we're just going to start right with the housekeeping section. Again, the general reminder, round eight has spanned two weeks. This is also the beginning of the second quarter qualifying round for the fantasy champions league where the top 50 players from each quarter qualifier will make it into the final slog of the top 200 players for the title of 2021 champions league winner uh, that uh, this week is spans this quarter spans five rounds i believe we said ashley so we're going from eight to 13 is that right and so depending on where you stand after that, uh, you are going to make the Champions League unless you already have punched your ticket for the Champions League, like Andrea here. Um, she will not be in that. And it's easy to find. If you go to your leagues tab, you can see uh, that you should have automatically been enrolled into that league. So a new league right there. Uh, the leagues stay the same as far as the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of leagues. Nothing's nothing's changed. Uh, you guys are doing fantastic. Those of you who are here with us in chat, uh, those of you who listen to us, you guys are are killing it this year. Uh, I I listened to a uh, a webinar recently at work, and they were talking about uh, leadership at one point, and they talked about how leaders show success based on the results of others. And I just took that away. Think you know what? That's that's how I feel with with this podcast and with this project that no matter how I do, as, as you know, last week I did very poorly, but when I look at the chat and when I look at Twitter and I get emails or I just see what's going on and people say, I listened to the show, I looked at your stuff, this is the best I've ever done, I had my best week ever, I, I had a great round, I beat somebody head to head, that makes me feel fantastic. So to see all of you all in our leagues doing so well and to see all that feedback, uh, it just really makes me feel feel awesome that you guys are having fun and that you can be a part of this family. So thank you so much for that. And I hope you keep having fun off the soapbox off, turn off the waterworks. That was just a little something that happened at work that made me think of you all. And I just wanted to mention that uh, the important stuff, two things for housekeeping, the important things start of the round and the players who are called up the second start of round eight is Friday, June 18th at 8 PM. We have two games on that day, but the first one is New York Red Bulls versus Nashville. Again, that is at 8 o'clock p.m. The second one is RSL versus Vancouver, I believe, if, if memory serves. Um, Sporting Kansas City, of course, is still – and Atlanta, and Austin are still on the double game week. But if you want those players, you should have put them in your team last week, so you will not be able to add or move any of those players if you already have them. I myself put two sporting Kansas city players on my bench. So that has impacted how I have built the rest of my team. 
the teams on a buy is just Montreal. So if you still need to get force some switcheroos or autoroos, then those are the players you're going to want to look at to make that happen. Uh, that's what I have. Ashley has done the heavy load this week for the housekeeping section, and she has helped to put together uh, the the call-ups from a lot leaning on the Discord community and just generally you have been a social media sleuth, haven't you? I sure have. Today was a shockingly um, simple Monday for me, so I went on some deep dives um, trying to track down some of these um, CONCACAF players that maybe did or did not return from national team duty. Um, and I just want to shout out Discord too for just constantly updating that um, Google Doc that we have running, um, that we have a link for, right, Reed? Um, <laughs> that is, I was just giving input and everyone was checking in on that today. So thank you. Um, for the most part, the big heavy hitters that are still going to be out is anyone who is in Copa America or at the Euros. So a lot of the U.S. men's national team players should be back. A lot of the Mexico national team players should be back. Um, anyone that played in the Nations League should be back. World Cup qualifiers should be back. The only exception really is Canadians men's national team who play tomorrow or Wednesday, I think it is. Um, they, Tuesday. But they're playing in Chicago. So for a lot of the, those players that would come back to MLS, they shouldn't need to quarantine um, that five day quarantine. So it's not incredibly helpful, but what I will say is basically just to, if you're considering teams like LA galaxy, um, who are another couple Nashville, um, uh, Philly teams who did have players gone. Um, I would just want line up, watch those teams, but basically any men's national team player who isn't in, the Euros or in Copa America should be back with their national team this week. Um, a lot of people are asking about Rubio Rubin. He's been back at training for RSL the last couple of days after going on trial with Guatemala. Um, and then Joseph Martinez and Soteldo from Toronto seem to have contacted or contracted COVID with Venezuela. So both of them are out for Copa America right now. Um, but that does not mean that they will be back for their uh, MLS teams this week by any means. So none of the big hitters, Minnesota is also pretty hit by Collips, Gregus, Lod, Retalia, all out. Um, but, and Portland as well with Yimmy Chara and Mora. Those are the two teams that I would say are the most affected because all of those players are confirmed to be gone. Excellent. Uh, we had a specific question in chat about Gold Cup. Did you mention that? I got distracted. I was looking at something else. That's okay. Thanks for listening. Um, so <laughs> you can, I can re-listen to this on the podcast. The it's international recorded. window for that FIFA is closed. So my understanding is national teams cannot keep players through till gold cup they have to report back and then come back in technically not every nation has even released their gold cup rosters they're just starting to send those out so from what i understood from a lot of very random google searching i did today is that national teams cannot call in players yet for gold cup the window isn't open so the only hiccup is going to be any players that came home um, from the previous tournament that maybe played a lot or picked up a knock or 
what you know whatever or are resting for gold cup which it's so early gold cup doesn't start till july um but those are the only kind of hiccups to that and then like i said canadian men's national team does play tomorrow and there are a lot of mls guys on that roster so um rest for them might be a factor excellent thank you so much i'm going to do a quick shout out i've seen a couple of people mention the scores that they've gotten after the one game going heavy in uh, Cameron got 43 points. Jason got 37 points and that's just for one game. So this, you, those of you who invested in heavy in the double game week definitely could have done, done very well. I think this is still around though, where some of these single game week players will definitely be able to get similar scores to what we saw. But I mean, it's nice. I mean, myself, I have Busio on my bench with eight. I have Shallowy on my bench with nine. Uh, I know Skyler captained Johnny Russell yep. and got 22 points off of that. So um, definitely some, some fantastic scores, a 23. So um, yeah, this does show the power of the double game week. And don't forget though, the double game week system in the current 2021 iteration of the MLS fantasy game, you get the highest of the two scores not the combined the highest of the two so um if you got a player like i do on my bench with eight that's pretty much going to come right in unless someone does something crazy and finds out but uh we'll get to that in in moments in in mere moments uh first i will say andrea is there anything you would like to add to ashley's quite comprehensive injury and uh call list oh i think she's got it covered She's usually the one I turn to when I need those <laughs> answered. Well, there we go. All right. Well, thank you for that, Ashley. You did a fantastic job going through all of all of that. Uh, and now we're going to move on to our player picks for round eight, part two. Uh, player picks for round eight, part two. We're going to start out just with the most promising games or the games that we're most looking forward to seeing. A little update. Blaine did send information for uh, what he was looking at, so I will be able to add that information as well so you get the full view of what our uh, crew thinks. So, Ashley, let's start with you. Yeah, I am really looking at RSL Vancouver. Um, I just historically think Vancouver is garbage, but they've had the longest rest, which either is super helpful or super hurtful. Um, if Cavallini is not in featuring um, after being with the Canada men's national team, I like RSL even more. Um, RSL started really hot and I feel like has kind of just tapered to a warm fizzle, but I still am really interested in how they could produce offensively, getting a lot of key defensive players back as well. Um, I'm also really interested in the Red Bull Nashville game. Um, I just, I, I kind of can't put my finger on how I think Nashville's going to do missing some of their heavy hitters. Um, I'm interested to see if Walker Zimmerman slots back in. He should, he barely played for the men's national team. Um, and I just really like Red Bull right now. They're without a couple players, but, um, I'm just interested for that game from a fantasy perspective as well. Yeah. Andrea. Um, Ashley covered the, the two games that I kind of was looking at. I'm also uh, interested to see how Columbus versus Chicago goes, because historically I would, you know, be really interested in Columbus, but given how they've been doing lately and kind of some of the stats that have been coming out around them, be interesting to see if, you know, they could bring it or they're going to continue their dismal um, state. 
Um, or where same is, thing. Where's Pedro Santos going to be? <laughs> exactly. Where, is he going to be a right back or is he going to be a winger? I mean, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, and may, maybe LAFC uh, Houston for the same reason. See if LAFC can can get back on track. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm interested in seeing what what LAFC has after sort of this little reset that they've had. Uh, Blaine also agreed with the Columbus Chicago game. He's added Austin versus San Jose as a game he's keeping an eye on. Uh, I think he was assuming that there would not be a lot of goals in this first game, which maybe he was right. I don't know if he thought one, one, or if he was thinking more of a, of a shutout for sporting Kansas city, but he thought most of Austin's goals would come against San Jose. So he's looking forward to that one. He adds DC United versus Miami to this game. And I think that's interesting. Uh, Miami has definitely struggled and DC has looked a little bit better, getting a bit more used to the system. Uh, I'm still a little out on, on DC. I don't, I don't doubt them or the, what they're putting together. I'm just yeah. the consistency. I'm not sure, but that's one that Blaine was looking for those some that Blaine was looking forward to. Uh, I'm going to add, I agree with Ben and Chad. I think New York city FC versus new England revolution is mm-hmm. one of the big games. Uh, this is putting the fantasy question to the test of is Carlos heel fixture proof. Uh, new York city FC is not missing a lot of guys. I think they're only missing Callens, maybe. Uh, yeah. Theronson was on international duty with Iceland, but that was like really early in the window. Yeah. So I don't anticipate that he will be gone. So it looks like just Callens. Yeah. So they've got their New England didn't really get touched a lot by the call-ups either. So that's going to be, that, that's, that's going to be a good game. I think mm-hmm. I, I'm just, of course, vanity interested in FC Cincinnati's game, but, but also yeah. because I want to see what Colorado does against them because Cincinnati's defense has been horrid. Colorado's not been firing on all cylinders. They, they've done, they've done well. Uh, so they've got some, I'm interested in seeing how, how that one goes just from a fantasy perspective. I think you could have a Colorado option, which I'll talk yeah. about coming up. Um, and I mean, frankly, I don't, you all didn't mention it, but I am interested in also LA galaxy versus Seattle because sure. galaxy have been garbage from defense and uh, Seattle yeah. have been firing on all cylinders. So I, I think that could definitely also be a potential interesting, fun fantasy game to see though. The last time, your your boys didn't get it all done for me when I was like, yes, Seattle, go do this, and it, and it yeah. kind of sputtered out. So when you, when you hop on our bandwagon, we hop off, and so that's that's, that's true. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I'm saying it, I'm putting it right now. If, I don't I don't know if you put this on social media, but your son went and was and met with Alex Roldan, and and you found out that he there it is. That's right, the sign yeah. the sign boot. He plays fantasy. Yeah, so we went to a meet and greet with the Broldons, as we refer to them here in Seattle. That's fair. Um, And my husband and my four-year-old. And I talked to Alex Roldan, and he told me that he plays fantasy, that he's been playing all season, and that he felt like he was overpriced. And I thought that was... And you were like, you should come on the podcast. Yes, I did. Well, I didn't at the time. And then I walked away and Spencer said, why didn't you tell him about the podcast? And then I texted Reed and Blaine and Reed said, did you tell him to come on the podcast? And I realized that Spencer is a better ambassador for the podcast than I am. So that's my fault. Um, I will reach out to him. I'm kind uh-huh. of surprised your son actually didn't say it with sure. how he yeah. listens to. He, so. he listens every week. But yeah, I thought that that was hilarious because we've talked about how brad smith and alex Waldon are so expensive and i love that uh alex Waldon also thinks that he's expensive so so yes that's that is that is ash's homework everyone let her know she needs to reach out and be like you should come on our podcast we will legitimately talk a few fantasy questions and and just have a good time so 
but Alex Rodown does play fantasy. So that was, that's a fun takeaway, uh, but we start to digress. Um, so yeah, let's go over into our keepers and defenders and clean sheet chances for this round. Um, we're going to start out with sort of our consensus picks uh, with what Blaine's provided. Everybody liked Herrera from, from RSL and everyone also liked Columbus in general. Um, so those are some options there. I think the RSL, uh, Blaine also, he likes Columbus for the clean sheet. He likes maybe DC, and he's also looking at Sporting Kansas City. If you went with Sporting Kansas City, you've already missed one shot at a clean sheet. Uh, so if you still have them, you're banking on this second game. Uh, he also will add um, Zussi to that list. Again, I'm just going to skip his Sporting Kansas City picks because it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, you, you either have them or you don't. Uh, he likes anybody from Columbus. I, I'm... I think that's a toss up as well for me. Pretty much yeah. if you're going with Columbus, you're hoping for the clean sheet. Awful's not been fantastic with some of his offensive production. So I think you're just looking for probably the cheapest way into, yeah. I mean, maybe you're going to go, if you have the money, you could splash for somebody big, uh, a big center back, but you may just be looking for the cheapest way into the Columbus defense. That's fine. Uh, he has pines on here and he also has, also has trusty. Um, and I think in general that that RSL, I'm, that's one of the reasons why I'm interested in it is because they play early. They've got some options. They have a really good clean sheet chance. If you head over to MLS Fantasy Stats on on Twitter, you can see the expected goals against or expected clean sheet chances there. They've got a good shot against Vancouver. You all made a great point, though, about what will Vancouver be like with all this rest. So they're an excellent switcheroo team this week, I think. And And, and those players are are uh, good options and cheap, pretty cheap if you work them in, especially um, uh, with McMath as, as a, as a switch, a keeper option. Mm -hmm. uh, so those are Blaine's picks and a little bit of my thoughts as well. Uh, Ashley, what do you think? Yeah, I like Columbus, but I agree. They've, they've rotated so much this year for different reasons. It's hard to like pick a guy. Um, so for me, that's more of a lineup choice. I'm not sure if it'll be room or Bush. It's gone back and forth. I've, you know, I've seen like uh, Skyler said, Evan Bush was a good differential pick this week, um, but Eli Room should be home. So we'll see. Um, I also like FC Dallas for a clean sheet this week. FC Dallas has been really all over the place, um, but they're at home. Mauer's healthy. Minnesota's missing a bunch of people. Um, I know they might be getting Reynoso back. They signed another, another striker. So uh, there's a lot of question marks there, but I still, um, I just kind of like Dallas at, at home this week. Um, I'm also into the RSL game. Like we talked about, um, Herrera is, has recently gotten healthy. Brody has been great as on the other side, um, as a wing back. So the two of them are very comparable in price. I like Herrera better just from what I've seen from him in fantasy years past. Um, but he hasn't been fully healthy this season. So that might kind of just be looking at, at, at what used to be, which as we know, this season uh, isn't working very well. <clears throat> Carlos Villa. Um, I also like Red Bull. Um, I've always been a, on the Duncan train um, over there, but I think you could pick a couple different people out of that back line. And then I'm looking at Colorado, but more so for Keegan Rosenberry. Um, I like him offensively as well. Um, and like you talked about, you know, I won't steal your FC Cincinnati Thunder, but they take on a lot of shots. Um, and from the back line, Keegan Rosenberry is getting a lot of looks um, at goal. So those are the, the defenders and keepers I'm kind of floating around. Andrea, what about you? 
Yep. Um, that, that sounds very similar to my picks. Um, I was looking at RSL Herrera. Um, I was thinking depending on, you know, who Nashville has back Red Bulls might also be a great shout. I tend to like the wing backs as well. Um, and then I also put down, um, you know, if you're at the very end, I think Wagner might not be a bad pick if you're looking to pick somebody up last minute. Yeah. Trying to Philly defense is expensive, but they're efficient and it depends for me. It depends on if Blake's back, right? Yeah. They're great on their own, but if Blake, for some reason, isn't back, do you like him as much, I guess? But who can score for Atlanta? Someone tell me. Andrew, who scores? Patrick, are you in chat? What's going on? Patrick? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's just so late. That game is just so late that you're almost leaving everything... Yeah. Right. That's what I was game. saying. If if you're looking for someone and you need to fill in, that that would be where I would go to. Second script. The last minute chance. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at, at teams, LAFC also has good shot. Cameron just mentioned it in chat. Yeah, LAFC also has some statistically decent chance at at a clean sheet. Columbus has a good chance at a clean sheet, though. I'm not sold on Columbus. Um technically DC has a decent chance at a clean sheet, but I again I don't I don't know about that. Miami, even though they've not been doing great, they've also had some rest. They do have some players capable as well. Um, so, I mean, if you're looking at the stats, New York City FC and New York Red Bulls have allowed the fewest shots in the league. Uh, I think that Red Bulls call is fantastic. I'm actually looking at Gutman myself. Uh, he has some some good, some consistent key pass and cross numbers that that I think uh, could could help. And he's he's five, he's six point six, so he's at this point in the game, that's not that's kind of a reasonable price, I think, for a defender. I loved your your Dallas pick as well, especially with Minnesota suffering and having not just from call-ups, but also just some form in general. Um, I mean, I like Hollingshead as an option there. Just, again, those attacking wingers are people who I really like to go to with this. Because um, if you had the money, Smith and rolled on. If you, if you don't think they're too expensive <laughs> to go to go out. Yeah, I'd be I'd be looking at people that get that get get bonus points or get into the attack this week because it's yeah. everything's kind of a little bit iffy. So. Yeah, the one that really scares me though is New York City FC. I know that, and that's why I love this game. Is normally with being one of the the stingiest defenses for having shots. I'd be like, yeah, that's that's awesome. And I'm like, oh, you're going against New England Revolution. Uh, uh, so I don't know. There's just there's just question marks around that yeah. game. I think I think you can look at um, how New England did away against Cincinnati right before the international break. They struggled to get a goal. They yeah. struggled to get a goal against a, a defense that allows a lot of shots, and they didn't score until the very end of the game. Yeah. Um, and NYCFC doesn't struggle defensively so far this season, um, and they're at home, but they're at Red Bull Arena. I don't know how much that goes into play for them. I, I mean, I don't bigger think- field. <laughs> yeah so they, they knew. um but yeah i mean new england isn't missing a lot of people and they've looked so great and they're high in the power rankings for whatever that's worth but i mean they struggled at fc cincinnati and i think you put fc cincinnati and nycfc in kind of different categories this year yeah oh for sure for sure uh, as far as keepers go i'm i think like most of us i'm looking at exact mcmath as the keeper it's that second keeper that I, I'm, I'm really struggling with. I, I have Bush right now, but it's more like a placeholder because, again, 
I'm not sold on on Columbus necessarily as a defensive team. Um, I mean, maybe maybe Dallas, maybe LAFC might be something. Um, if Blake's back, maybe maybe him. If I haven't picked by by then, but uh, it's that it's just like right now I have it on Bush. It's it's just a lot of question marks right now for me for that. I'm hoping I'm I'm really hoping Zach McMath gets a clean sheet because one I like Zach McMath, which Ben Bear thinks is hilarious, and then two it makes me not have to worry about who the next player is. I just pick a Montreal player. So that's that's my hope right there um right there uh going to chat yeah again people are talking about some of the same things people are mentioning that pines is back uh patrick said moreno scores for atlanta so there you go there's your there's your threat right there um robinson or Lennon from atlanta or some other options yeah that's right Lennon. Lennon could be a decent shot uh, he has some bonus points there if you're like i I, to forget that he just gave us all a one last week i was gonna say but i picked him up last week and gave me a one so he's got a little bit i get better i'm a bit (laughs) bit but But those are people to consider if you are looking at some differentials those are things like your husbands might pick yeah probably all all three no they would probably go with like fc cincinnati or something i mean you you could look at cameron i we'll talk about that i mean it would be i mean if you wanted to get wild i wouldn't be worse well we'll touch on that in our next section very soon uh and then we even have someone uh, ben's talking about hamid as well yeah that's a name we haven't thrown around a lot this year uh i i I think your your dc options they they're like 37 36 percent chance i think is what what mls fancy stats what ryan had for for them that's a their fifth or sixth highest on that list um Can I, I, I don't know yeah when's the last time in just mls not necessarily fantasy that you watched one team give another team a beat down and then play them again back to back with some break mind you and give them the same beat down uh i got nothing it's just it statistically doesn't happen very often um and dc's had this crazy road form right i mean jason talked about it with us a little bit that the road form has been there and the home form kind of hasn't so i nahar pines i hamid i think are great differential picks but i think um I'm not, I'm not totally sold that they're all put back together yet, especially on a week where they're going to play the exact same team they just played. Yeah. I mean, I think this is definitely those are players you put on, you start on your bench uh, mm-hmm. and go from there, which could be, this is going to be the interesting thing to navigate this week for people. If you went heavy in with Sporting Kansas City and Austin, you are going to be having some different thought processes for this because your bench may already be full and you're just picking your field players or you already know or think you, I mean, if you have an eight and nine on your bench, like, like I do, you're, you're fine with that. So you can go ahead and slot into Montreal players and you don't care because those are solid scores for this. Uh, yes. We'll get to that one, Ryan, in just a second. Uh, so, so you may be having a different thought process. If you still have room on your bench, I still have one bench spot. You're, you're going to have somebody to play with. So uh, it's hard to give, exact advice for this round because of that but just just that's a quick reminder check out your bench if some of the things we're saying aren't going to work because of what you're working with there uh there may be some a little bit of give and take in what we're saying this week uh let's move on to our midfielder so we can talk we can we can touch this we can crack this fc cincinnati colorado shell that that i think we're we're all wanting to talk about um ashley i'll let you start this one yeah um 
I feel the most cookie cutter in my midfield, and that's something that I don't love. Um, I picked up Busio, so I, I already had a midfield spot taken. I have him on my bench, so I'm just playing with my starters. Um, I like Krylak for RSL. He's got two goals in two games. He seems to be hitting his stride. Not a ton of bonus points out of him lately, um, but he's scoring and he's contributing. I think you have to have Heal. I don't know that we captain him, but I think you have to have him in the form he was in before the break for sure. Um, and then I like Zilla Ryan this week, although last week he got, I think, only four points and Pedro Santos was the guy um, for Columbus. But Pedro Santos was playing as a wingback. Um, so... Part of me wants to take Pedro Santos if he's in that same position because it somehow seemed to work well. But I think we all know that Zella uh, going up against a pretty bad defense like Chicago, um, that Zella's the, the guy. And then I keep fluxing between that last midfield spot between a couple different players. And I won't um, I won't touch on them because otherwise I won't leave Andrea anyone to, to pick. But um, I, I'm going back and forth between a couple different guys for my last spot. Yeah, you all were freaky. You were you were the same. So, Andrea, what do you want to talk about with midfield? <laughs> so mine mine is pretty much the same. Um, I'll add. I have Krylak and Heal. Um, I also have Zella, but I will note that I am having a heart brain struggle with that. I hmm. I I can see how he can do well and I can see how he would do poorly. And usually when I pick him up, he does poorly. Um, so maybe you should look at my picks. And then if I have him, get rid of him yeah. <laughs> uh, or do the opposite, depending on what I do. Um, but the next one that I'm looking at um, is Atuesta from LAFC. When they played Houston before, he, he got some good bonus points during that. So I think it'd be um, a good good he has a good floor um and then it's houston so i mean he he could get in um to that offense and get some more points that way as well so i thought that was that's kind of what i was thinking for that one yeah so for blaine uh he he, he goes along with your old Krylik pick he goes along with with heel and zella he also adds busio if you do have that uh he also adds montiero if you do want to go with the away philadelphia which which could work for you as well. Um, so I agree. Uh, I understand why people are hesitant for Zellerion. I think he's a strong captain contender for this round uh, being at home. He's had some rest going against Chicago, which has struggled. I, I think, I think this is a good round for, for him. I also have Jao Paulo on my team uh, because I, that's a lot of that is anti LAFC. I think their defense has been absolute garbage. Um, sorry. Yes. Yes. For, for galaxy. LAFC's better with clean. Yes, they're fine. They're fine. Sorry. Uh, yes, LA Galaxy's defense has been garbage, and uh, I like I like that. I think there could be a nice little bounce back from sort of the unfortunate results from from last week. But I, I like Xiao Paolo for this round. Uh, some of the comments I've been seeing mentioned in chat. I think Gressel is a great option uh, if you're looking at if someone like that. I think. Um, let's see here. I think Price, Colorado. Yeah, so I think I think Price is he, maybe he's a differential character for for this round. I don't know why I said character, differential player okay. for this round. Price is on some set pieces, which Cincinnati are horrid when defending, and they like to give up 
opportunities. Uh, so I think Price will have chances. I don't think they'll keep a clean sheet because I think, especially with Acosta back in the mix and Brenner, that Cincinnati has some pieces to be able to get a goal at home, that that would not surprise me. But I, I think there are going to be plenty of opportunities for Colorado to score because even though we've been doing better with three men back and Cameron in the mix, we've still been giving up like crazy. And if we're going to give up shots like that, something is going to eventually give. You can't. You just can't. I mean, this you can talk about whatever fallacies or what, but just just the pure odds right there. If you give up 30 shots in a game, there's a much higher chance that something is going to give. Cincinnati's not the worst currently. That is Austin, but they've had an extra game from a lot of people. Uh, they also, San Jose has actually given up more shots than FC Cincinnati, but FC Cincinnati is third, giving up a total of 123 shots this season. So um, San Jose is 129 and Austin is 157. Uh, but again, they're an expansion team. So we kind of, we kind of understand that. But yeah, I think there's a strong argument for why you would consider price. Is he the best five? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's your bench option there. Uh, but I think we've talked about some of the other ones, Medina over with, with New York city. I think that's a strong, a very strong contender for, for your fifth spot. Um, he's been doing fantastic and uh, new England is in the middle of the pack as far as allowing shots. So I think there will definitely be opportunities for New York city FC. Crazy? Yeah. As well. Uh, no, I saw that um, older goaler shared on Discord today that Pozuelo has is training with the team for the team or himself. Uh, he's not. He he is with the team. He is not Josie, so he is he is part of the team, uh, and he had his third child. So so congratulations. Um, but but he's training with the team. My hesitation to Pozuelo is how much time will he get in the game, and I think that's what everyone they're going against Orlando. Um, who knows what could happen with that? So he would definitely be a, a big differential pick right there for yeah. sure. Um, those are some of the just the the names bouncing around. Jack Price is definitely he's in my team right now. I'll just be honest about that. Yeah. But there's definitely a huge asterisk around that as I keep thinking about that. Look at some of the other options. Uh, New York City FC is definitely one that I'm strongly uh, thinking about going to. And then I've seen Valeri's name get bounced around, and I'm just I'm just no. No, I don't think he's even started this. Well, season. they're going to play him in that false nine again with more out, I, I would think, right? So they're missing Yumi Chara, possibly Diego Chara still. Um, Bobasi, maybe. Um, and then, the, so Diego Valeri, there's a good chance he's going to play out of position, but that worked well the last time they did it. But Sporting isn't really on a double. Andrea and I talked about this in between. I, we talked about picking up johnny russell which neither of us did um but i said no. he might get rested and andrea said there's a whole week in between there's not it's not a real double and i said you're right so peter Vermees historically messes with us on double game weeks but this isn't a real double game week so i would expect sporting to come in with like a full lineup i know a couple people got hurt against austin but um, Portland's a tough one for me this week, even though they are at home. Yeah, a couple. I'm seeing some things from chat. I'm trying to get some more of the chat questions in because I know we're we're going to be a little bit shorter. Um, 
Clark over with with the Red Bulls. He was in my first draft. He was one of the first players I added. But just looking again for myself, I already had Busio on my bench, who I know I want to come in. Um, I was looking at Zellerion. I was looking at Heal. I was looking at Jao Paulo. So it comes down to do I want Clark for that fifth spot? And so again, toying around with Price. We've mentioned Quilek. I, I don't hate Quilek um, because. Okay. Uh, no, I don't hate him. Um, he's he's been doing some set pieces. He's been getting better production than Rusnak has. I, I just don't know if he's that fifth player for me. Uh, sure. Definitely a solid option. But there there's other people where I was like, do I do I really want Clark there? Because I would much rather have him as my bench player mm-hmm. uh, to see what he's previewed and then throw one of these guys. Uh, but definitely, if you want to go with Clark, I understand it. And I don't think that's bad at all if you decide that going up against nashville is worth it that's the other part for me is zimmerman's coming back nashville's defense is, is pretty solid um i'm just not sure what to expect from that also we have add to Westa with lafc the, not been putting back the results like i think we've wanted so uh i'm not as as bullish on LAFC as maybe as as many of us were at the beginning of the season. So at the West is definitely a name that I'm I'm fine not having this week, especially since Houston's done a little bit better than I think a lot of us expected. So um if LAFC are gonna turn it around, I would anticipate it's either after they sign some crazy DP when the window opens or it's now. During, after a long break, time to regroup. Everyone should be fully healthy. Um, no one from LAFC is playing in fantasy like we're used to, right? The defenders are cheap. Atuesta is like the most expensive one. Even he's not getting all the points that he normally does. Vela's not Vela-ing. Rossi's not Rossi-ing. Um, But I have this just weird gut feeling that this might be the week that they start to pull it back together of course especially since i've just been like lafc no um they'll they'll come back and i get it i mean houston houston has been doing better but they do offer the opportunity for lafc to come back they've had this little week reset to get there um but but they need vela to be healthy if vela is going to be working then everybody else will start to get better around him so um and as you all know, who listen to the show, I, I tend to be a player that sort of likes to see mm-hmm. a result. And I don't really try to guess of when, when it's going to happen. And maybe that's why I didn't make the top 50. I, mean, I didn't want to jump that gun, but um, that's a little bit too risky for me. But again, if you want to go with, with that to Westa, I, I think you can. Uh, I would really rather see Vela Arasi doing better mm-hmm. before I, I jumped in on that or maybe maybe they play against cincinnati then i'm like yeah let's get them let's let's see double what up. let's Definitely. double up there so with a uh, sneak preview i'm making plans to be at the uh, fc cincinnati versus columbus hell is real derby first hell is real derby at the new stadium uh, next month so if anyone's going to be around there look for me i'm still trying to find tickets um i found something but i'm trying to find better tickets that's that's what i should be saying my buddy and I were first looking at the tunnel club because we thought we could get a good price on, on those like field side seats. And then the guy was like, I want 800 per seat. And I was like, Ooh. no, no. For one game? For one game. Ugh. I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, they're, it's like all inclusive seats and they're parking by the say So I was like, if it, no, nope, not $800 worth. But yeah, so if you're going to be at that game, look for me. I'll be, I'll be around. 
Uh, I don't see any more questions. So let's move on to our forward picks. Andrea, you can start us off. All right. Um, so I have, uh, I haven't decided on my final team yet, but I'm throwing around Rubio Rubin, um, maybe Ola Kamara, um, maybe Vela. Um, I've also been kind of thinking about Zardes maybe, but I don't know that I want to double up on Columbus. I would probably go with him or Zello Ryan, but those are kind of the, the ones that I was, I was throwing around and I think it all depends on who you already have on your team and, and what kind of risk level you're looking for. Yeah, Blaine is also he's looking at the same players, Ola, Ruben, and, and Zardes. But since it's Zardes, we're going to have to force Blaine to take Zardes. And we all know that rule. So of course he's he's looking at Zardes yeah. as well. Um, uh, Ruben and Ola were most of the consensus picks between the three of you all for this round. Uh, Ashley, anybody else you want to add? I'm going to throw it out there, although my heart's not fully behind it, and that name is Rui Diaz, and here's why. He got snubbed. He didn't play when he got called up for Peru in this last international window, and then he got snubbed for a call up for Gold Cup. Um, and he's definitely going to be angry when that happened to Nico. What was that, Andrew? Twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. He yeah. didn't get called up for the first time for his national team for Uruguay, and he came back and just lit the league on fire. Um, I anticipate a similar reaction from Rui Diaz. He's talked for a long time since he got here about wanting to win a golden boot, not just win MLS Cup, but I mean, he is individual goal focused. Um, I don't know if at LA Galaxy, they're going to have a full stadium for the first time. Um, their defense has been shoddy, but Bond has been playing well. I think he got player of the week, right? That last week. Um, but he's someone that I would definitely, as odd as it sounds for his price consider a differential this week because they're on the road um that offense doesn't quite seem to be clicking as well as it did the first couple of games um but like i said he's gonna be coming home pretty pissed um and i like Rui diaz when he's pissed off so um but i i like i like ruben i like ola um, I don't know that Ola strikes lightning in a bottle and begs a brace again, but I like what I see from DC offensively right now. So I, I see him as more of a bench, um, a bench striker. Um, but yeah. And then I just don't know about Bella or Rossi. And I, I, I keep going back and forth um, about what I think of the two of them. Cause a, a Twesta, like Andrea said, has a decent floor where no matter what, he's going to get you five points. No matter who they're playing, a trust is going to get you at least five points. Um, Bella and Rossi are not always the, the case right now. So, yeah. So I don't know if you caught this, Ashley, but but Ron in chat just said that he seems to never agree with you, but you are in his brain tonight with everything you're saying. Wow. <laughs> uh, so well. see, what, you, what you said... Uh, Never is a bold term. First of all, I'm going to start there. Um. <laughs> so I already have Shallowy on my bench. So I've already got that as a forward with nine points who I want to sub in. Uh, and so I'm really only, I think I made a big deal about trying to go with five defenders and two scrubs last week. But again, yeah. with this, with this situation, I, I'm already going to, I'm planning on having a forward scrub to force Shallowy to make sure I get Shallowy for those points. Um, I get, unless I guess, my 
Herrera or somebody does really well, I don't need him. But but so I'm really only playing with one forward. So I love the the Ruben pick. I, I love Castellanos that people have mentioned and we talked about before. I, I, I love those options. Everything you said about Rui Diaz for why you were a little hesitant for him, that's why I want him. And that's why I have him right now. It's like he's been snubbed. This is happening. And and again, LA Galaxy's defense is garbage, in my opinion. Um, and so, like, I'm like, I want that. I want a mad Rui Diaz to come back and be like, I'm going to get a hat trick tonight. But Reed won't give me a captain's because he is too chicken to captain a forward. And that is that is true. Raul, that's true. Um, but so that's that's why I like Rui Diaz as the option, uh, as my forward option this week. But uh, I think you guys have have mentioned some some great others as well. Ola, I think is is a really good a good pick, especially if he can be getting some service from people like Gressel in there. Uh, I think that's that's really great. If those of you went with some Austin FC picks, I think you had, had you had some good results. Um, other than that, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What do you all think about um, – I think we saw saw like a Bobasi's name mentioned just based on some XG stuff or, or going with, with Cowell with San Jose, some of these other – this is just some differential picks I'm just throwing out there. Have your husbands talked about anything like that? I saw the name. Oh, my husband's captaining Rossi. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah, Rossi. Mine picked up Castellanos, which was pretty uh... – Chicha out there for him. I, I can't see that one being okay. We talked about Chicharito today, Andrea. That's a name that we have. Oh, yes, yeah, so that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I mean, that's not bad either. I wouldn't think it. I think it all depends on who Seattle has back. If we have Nuhu back, then I would be maybe more hesitant on Chicharito. If Nuhu's out, I don't really know what our back line is going to look like and how well we're going to do. Not enough people behind the wall. That's what it will look like. That's, that's correct. So, yeah, I mean, I do I do think we're remiss for not having said the name Chicharito yet. No Mexico call up, not friends with with Tafa Martino. Um, not sure where, where he's at with that. I, I think he's on the preliminary Gold Cup roster, but I think that's more of a courtesy thing. I don't think he's intended to go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, Andrew and I literally talked about this today. Ariaga's gone, so it's got to be Yamar, Shane O'Neill, and then if Nuhu's not there, who, who is that third person in Seattle's back line? And if Nuhu's not there, I think Chicharito has a, has a good look at that back line. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. And fortunately, they – they play early enough that you still have the option to to pivot to an, uh, an LAFC player. So you could, if you don't want, if Rui Diaz, uh, if you're worried about about that, uh, you can. Sorry, I said LA, I said it again. They play at the same time, so you could switch to an LA Galaxy player. Ah, I'm I'm. It's LA Galaxy and LAFC have been giving me fits this year, and and Austin has been giving me. Fits. I'm so sorry, guys. There it is. I'm so sorry. I, I whenever I see, I just. I'm like Atlanta. No, it's wrong. That's not right. So I just see that AT and I immediately want to go with, with mm. Atlanta. Uh, that's been giving me fits this year. So I apologize for that, everyone. Uh, okay, let's move on to our switcheroo options. Uh, Andrew, you want to start this one as well? Sure. Um, I actually have Clark from Red Bulls because I have a spot on my bench. Um, and I like that matchup depending on who's back for Nashville. Um 
Ashley mentioned it earlier as well. I think Pasuelo, depending, um, could be an option as well. Um, somebody from the DC mid as well, maybe Ariola. Um, yeah, I think those were my main ones. Yeah, Ashley. Um, I was kind of looking, hear me out, at Akinola today. You know, I like to pick out these cheap options, even though I don't pick them up. I just like to find someone that I think might do well and is cheap. Um, Akinola's 5.8. We all know that Josie's on the outs. Um, Orlando's traveling, even though it's going to be within Florida. Um, their star keepers out. I think they might have one or two other players out still. Um, I, I don't know what to make of Toronto Orlando again, um, but if he's healthy, I think that that's an interesting kind of switcher option. I also like Caden Clark a lot. Um, I like Barrios or Jack Price. I think Jack Price is a start. I think Barrios would be a switcheroo. Um, I, Andy Nahar was a, almost pick up because I needed a second scrub spot filled, but didn't because I chickened out and they got a shutout pick for me a couple of weeks ago. So I'm looking at him, but I don't know if I'm uh, am brave enough to pull that, that trigger there. So yeah. And then who does Blaine has pines. He likes pines. He likes a lot of players that we listed as starters. So Ruby, <laughs> um, Zardes, but we all know we're going to get him to start him. Um, he said Barrios as well, and then every everyone else he listed was was already playing in that first game of the round. So, Yeah, I mean, Barrios, you guys took all the ones that I was looking at as well as far as some of those. Barrios is the one that I've got that history with of, of never scoring for me, but and that's why I was looking at Price instead of, of who mm-hmm. might be the Colorado player. Barrios definitely has, has more of that offensive nature, to him, I guess if that's fair, um, the 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 advantage for price is I think set pieces if you're looking at at that. So, uh, but no, not not bad at all. And and that Cincinnati defense thing, I don't know about that. I I don't know. You picked up Cameron the other week. We're not into it anymore. I, I well no, I picked up Cameron the other week as a potential um, value gain. So yeah. that was that was really what it was, not about any stealth points. It was like I could get some value out of that potentially. I think and he's still a value game, right? I mean, would we still consider that he might go up? Or- uh, maybe he he might he might if he. Uh, I don't know where your people are at with their value at this point. My chair did my chair squeak? Sorry, I gotta I looked down at chat real quick and and Ashton said my chair, ha ha. Um, <laughs> um, I mean. Yeah, he definitely tapered out with bonus points in that second game. He just got a bonus point in minutes played against Revolution. But, I mean, he's, what, 6.4? He went up half a mil. So, I don't. I think that there's worse ideas than Jeff Cameron for FC Cincinnati. No? Uh, I, think, if, I think it depends on how, what you think about Colorado. If you think they're going to... If who starts... For Cincy, who needs to play in the midfield? Otherwise, don't pick up anybody. Acosta. Acosta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need to have Acosta. I mean, I, th- I think if you were looking for a differential from Cincinnati, it would, Acosta would be the one that I would pick. But I don't think I would pick Acosta before some of the other options that we, we've already yeah. discussed. Um, and I think – I mean, I, I think Gutman and Herrera from that, that Friday's game are much better differential picks 
for, or I mean, not necessarily those guys, but an RSL player and a New York FC player, FC, New yeah. York City FC player. Um, you did it again. I, I did it again. A New York Red Bulls player. The problem is I'm looking at the other team I know. on the lineup and I'm trying to talk about the red team. Um, yeah. The two red teams. If you <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. I mean, if you go with an, an RSL player or a Red Bulls player are, I think, better switcheroo options on defense yep. than some of the other teams. So mm-hmm. that's that's what makes me hard to to want to pick Cameron. Um, but if his bonus points are going to be amazing, that's, that's fine. What do you but, think about... Brenner as a differential forward kind of tossing around a bunch of forward names as maybe it's what do you think about him against Colorado's defense? No. Uh, I, I mean, I've not, I don't feel like Brenner has delivered on sort of what we were hoping for yeah. so far this year. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm still more on Acosta than I am on, on Brenner. I mean, I can get the stats for you real quick. Uh, Colorado is in the bottom third of of shots against they've allowed 88 shots which is the same as portland um a little bit worse than minnesota a little bit worse than atlanta so i mean they're 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 okay they're an okay team on defense i mean i like abu bakar and lots of those players back there uh fc cincinnati for their second to last in in shots total shots and that they've had 64 shots. The only team worse than them is Columbus, but they did have that, that bye week and, and some of that CCL congestion as well. Crazy stat. Yep. Brenner has not earned a bonus point all season, except for penalties earned in that first game. <laughs> which means with our fantasy system, that yep. means he does not pass, which <laughs> a lot of forwards don't but it also means he's not hitting the shot numbers to get a, a bonus point there bonus point across seven weeks not one so again not not contributing the way that i would want at the beginning of the season skyler was like i have a really good feeling about like i think skyler yeah. had him at, at 11 million in the first draft yeah. of yeah. of the game and i and i responded back and i was like that that is too much for an fc cincinnati player he's like i really feel good about him i'm like i'm just saying that's too much that's too much. And he did, I think he ended up starting at nine or something like that. Uh, I don't know. What's he at right now? What is Brenner? He 1.7 million and he is at 7.3. There we go. So yeah, he was, he was at nine at the beginning. So I don't know. I'm just not, I'm just not there for, no. for Brenner. Um, I'm trying to find his artist for you and it has to come from FC Cincinnati. All right, let's finish up with our captain picks for round eight. Uh, Blaine, I mean, I guess I could just say, since yeah. everyone has, has gone this and we can all just talk about why, uh, it seems like the consensus is Zellerion for for captain with heel as the pivot, if you don't like that, which which is an interesting pick. I mean, for me, the answer is just Zellerion because heel plays – at the same time. So for you, Ashley and Andrea, what makes that pivot activate if that you have to see with either New York city FC or from Chicago to make you want to go one or the other. One thing for me, and then Andrea, I'll I'll let you go too. One thing for me is what that Columbus midfield looks like when they took Pedro Santos out of the midfield Zilla Ryan seemed like he had to do a lot more and none of it showed up in fantasy points. Um, and so we kind of talked in a similar way about Keel when he wasn't 
playing in the 10 role that he wasn't getting the same amount of bonus points. Right. Um, so for me, it, it depends on what the Columbus lineup looks like and not just who's playing, but what formation they're in. Sure. Andrea. I think, I think it's a lot of the same for me and just my general hesitancy of Zilla Ryan always screws me. So I'd have to really, really like him and like that lineup. I think he's the strongest contender so far. My, my hesitation about heel is that New York city FC is, is 95%, 90% in, in the back. Uh, so it's not having a, the call-ups aren't having a huge impact on them. Um, and even though they haven't had a huge impact on New England, this will be a tough game, I think. So um, I, I don't know, Eric, always Captain Heel. Uh, I, I don't, I am not there. I think he's still worth having because of some solid bonus point production that, that he could have. I just don't know if that's going to equal the potential of a Zellerion goal or something so like that. In a pro Heel look, for an article we might put out this week for captain's picks. I did some research on what his points per game have been this season in away games. Um, and he's averaging 8.7 points per game in away matches this season. That's, that's he, a strong, that's strong. Yeah. And he's been in double digits three of the last four weeks. Only one of those was an away game. Um, I, a week ago, we were talking about always captain Hill, right? I mean, the last time we had a real week we were talking about how he's a must own at this point. Um, Columbus's offense hasn't been as productive as offense has. So I, I I think that's why all of us wrote heel slash (laughs) Zilla because it, I mean, the matchup, the stats make you want to go Zilla Ryan. Um, But I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't know. There's something about Carlos heel right now that, He's not quite always captain. I agree with you, but um, he seems to be making a better case for himself individually than Zella Ryan is. I think I mean, the hesitancy with heel too is that you know some of the previous teams that he's played have been a little bit easier. This is the first time he's sure. he's going against a little bit of a stronger team, so we don't know quite if his production is going to keep up. I mean, if you're if you're willing to captain a player. Albeit, if you're willing to captain the the highest scoring fantasy player currently in the game, but if you're willing to capture an away player going up against the the best or the defense that has allowed the fewest shots, which is New York City FC has only allowed 66 shots, Red Bulls have allowed 67. That, I mean that that must be an always captain person. Then I mean, if on the road against the best quote unquote defense. Um, I mean, that, that could very well be. This will be a question. I'll definitely send this out this week as a tweet for if you – either if you believe Heal is always captain or at least the Zella versus Heal. And, of course, this will be a conversation on Discord as well, a part of that of that survey that will be there. So um, those are the only two names I've really heard mm-hmm. in the mix. Yeah, I know Ben – yeah, Ben just asked about Rossi. Um, I thought that was a joke. Spencer's captain. That's right. That's maybe that's why he, he likes him. Um, Big differential. Yeah, I, mean, I think there'll be a lot of differential options yeah. this round. Um, yeah. And so we'll see. We'll see. That could be. Reed, you and I talk about how we always hesitate to captain an away player, right? Isn't that you? Yes. 
so that's what that I think is my the first thing that made me say not heal. I'm not gonna not have him, right? I, I right. Mean, we'll all own him. Um, but I always just get kind of a hiccup when a player is away and against a good home team, even if they're not mm-hmm. actually at home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not the farthest away trip. Um, I mean, stadiums are opening back up. I don't know what the capacity is going to be at Red Bull Arena at this well, time. Them have fan- like the the Canadian teams have never got to have fans when they're at a different stadium. So how do they how do they do that? I don't remember because they they played games there pre COVID when there were baseball games, and I don't yeah. remember if they were able to have fans. They must have, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't kept up with with the the restrictions for the stadium. So I don't, I mean that that's usually a lot of what it is just different feel, different fan environment. Home, home like we said last week, still in, in the mid 70% chances of, of home field advantage, still having that significance with the ELO numbers that, that I keep. Um, but uh, yeah, just, I just still, I just still hesitate. I hesitate. But that's the conversation for you all to, to have, to, to think about in your head. There'll be more conversations on discord, more on Twitter. So continue to think and decide and whatever you pick, just, just have fun with it because I mean, those are two strong, captain's picks um uh, we got here from shannon red bulls are letting uh season ticket people back in uh in the normal seats um i think it's pretty open yeah i know at cincinnati they've been letting season ticket holders come in and i think it's starting now to open back up to the general public uh, at tql austin is going to have a full stadium atlanta will have a full stadium um la galaxy should have a full stadium this weekend they said and i think the same for lafc um Portland, I don't think so, right, Andrea? There's is is there's, I don't know. Arts is so they might be too, yeah. um, maybe not full, but then I, I don't think anywhere else is full yet. Correct? You guys know? Yeah, I don't. I've gave up with them. So yeah, yeah. Jason makes a good point though that for the RSL Vancouver game, it's kind of a home game for both since Vancouver's been no. playing its home games at that. That's been the weird, the really weird thing with with tracking some of this stuff this year. But all right. all the factors to consider as as a fantasy manager in Major League Soccer. Well, so. that's Toronto too, right? Orlando. That's not a way game. They're just going to. That's the same stadium. Right. Right. There it is. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what we had. Uh, I think maybe we hit the hour mark. Maybe that's maybe this shows a, a normally long show. I don't know. Uh, but uh, this is the abbreviated format for this. Thank you so much, Andrea, for joining us tonight. I hope this is helping you all to uh, finalize your round eight picks since we started last week. Um, it's coming up on Friday. Don't forget about that. And if you need to be watching some stuff in the meantime, there's there's always uh, the Euros that you can can check out and go from there. So uh, we're going to wrap up everything with the plugs. Andrea, what would you like to plug? I don't have any plugs. No plugs. <laughs> no that's plug. fine. That That's fine. Uh, Ashley, what about you? Um, should we plug Father's Day for real now for Jason? Because it's actually Father's Day? Or does that make people feel bad who forgot? Don't forget. No, I, th- I mean, he made us all look bad from, from being you know. the first one. So you can, you can be the first to say it tonight. Yeah, Father's Day this weekend. I'd like to plug Dad's. There we go. My first Father's Day. So. Yay. Oh, my. Oh, yay. That's right. That's Pretty, fun. Pretty fun. Pretty yep. um, fun. I'm going to start out with one uh, serious plug. I, I think our our thoughts and prayers and hearts go out to Christian Erickson and his family after that, that just freak event that happened uh, during the game. Um, thinking a lot about that, seeing it in the news, it's, it's just pretty crazy, those reactions. But uh, so just 
I just want to give a shout out to that family and know that that even over here we we do see that and this is part of the soccer community soccer family that that we do do have emotions going out and support going out as well uh, to his family uh on the lighter side uh mls fancy boss a uh, little bit slow with some articles because of, of this break and because blaine's been slacking off with the differential picks uh but ashley's coming on board to do some captain picks for us and uh we'll see maybe we'll have spencer guest right every now and then or if you have any ideas for <laughs> for uh for article ideas send them send them our way but we'll get the podcast up we'll have the power rankings back up this week uh, and we'll get the Discord poll as well since we have the full week of, of games. So uh, getting back to what we usually have uh, available on the site. But please do also head over to the Discord chat. It's easy to get to at MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. Free to join. The community is, is absolutely fantastic. All kinds of good chat. And you can get the up to the date, up to the minute uh, injury and call up. Uh, information if you go to the pin post right there that the community does so well at at keeping up and you can also head over to the slightly less used now because of discord but r slash fantasy mls over at the subreddit we still have uh questions threads for this podcast we still have the rant thread each week where you can just vent your frustrations if you want to post them there uh, so we have a fantastic community of everybody and a special update for new patreon supporters i got a notification that part of the swag has shipped and i'm just waiting on uh, the rest of it to come before i start shipping everything out i've got some surprises that i didn't mention at the beginning of the year that i'm going to sneak in to those uh to those uh, a swag bag. So be on the lookout for that. As soon as I get everything in, I'll start shipping that stuff out. So thank you so much uh, for your continued support of the podcast and the show. And with that being said, good luck. <laughs>